holiday season, treat yourself. Treat yourself to candy. Celebrate the holiday season with the Holiday Crush. They've sprinkled candy with a holiday theme and fun-packed challenges every week for five whole weeks, finishing on January 4th. The more challenges you complete, the better your chances of unwrapping delicious rewards. So, are you ready to crush the holidays? Play the Holiday Crush now. Download it from the App Store, Google Play, or Windows Store for free. Terms and conditions apply. Hello there, welcome to a brand new Arsblog Arscast right here on Arsblog.com. How are you? Hope you're well. It's another Friday. We've made it through another week, everyone. Hurrah! We're here, the world is here, everything is A-OK. Apart from the fact, of course, that there's no football this weekend. There is, well, there's football, but there's no Arsenal. And Arsenal is essentially football for the most part. I mean, I know there are other teams and stuff by its very nature, sport necessitates them. But, you know what I'm saying, a weekend without Arsenal, when everyone else is playing, it's weird and strange. And of course, who do we blame? That's right, Southampton. Yes, we were supposed to be playing Southampton in the Premier League this weekend. Rather selfishly, though, thinking only of themselves, they've gone and got themselves into the EFL Cup Final. Where, because they're playing Manchester United, I have to uh, divert the umbrage that I have taken with Southampton and uh, move it into the path of Manchester United because, um, you know, we don't want Manchester United to win a trophy. We don't want Jose Mourinho to be in any way happy. That's not a good thing. Uh, you know, so you don't want a weekend without Arsenal and a weekend in which Jose Mourinho is happy, content. Uh, where he feels like his life and his work is validated in any way. We don't want that. But, of course, I'm, you know, I'm viewing this weekend's EFL Cup final. It's going to be one of those, isn't it, where it's going to be a scrappy, scrappy old game and Zlatan will probably score the winner in, like, the 78th minute, something like that. We'll be there going, ah, I just sat through this terrible game. Now this, and there's no way Southampton are going to get a goal. So, uh, yeah, I don't think I'll watch it. I think I'll go do something else instead, like go to the cinema or, I don't know, make some music. That's what I've been doing this evening. I've been making music. Well, not really making music. I've been playing around with logic. When I was a, a younger man, a DJ and all that kind of stuff, I uh, I did, um, during my clubbing years, make some music, dance music, house music, and... Uh, you know, back then, it was quite the production. You know, you had to have the computer, you had to have a sampler, you had to have all these, uh, you know, effects units, you had to have a keyboard, all, you know, uh, various synths and everything on modules. It was like, it was a big production. Honestly, now you just need a computer. It's amazing the noises and stuff you can make. So I've been sitting here playing with, like, loops and synths and all that kind of stuff. I was going, I'll just go upstairs and I'll start recording the Arscast. I'll just, I'll just fiddle around with this for just a, just a tiny bit. It won't, it won't take long, really, honestly. And then I was like, you know. Making just noises and stuff. And then I realized I've been sitting here for 40 minutes. 40 minutes. 
sounded good in my head. I mean, it's not something you could ever, you know, play or nobody would ever want to play or nobody ever should play because it is, you know, terrible. But I like the bleeping and the things and arpeggios and I can't play a note, though, really. You know, I can fiddle around on a keyboard, but, but can't play a note. But anyway, look, here we are. And, you know, I was thinking about what we were going to do uh, for this Arscast, because if there was a game this weekend, you know, you can at least preview the game and there's all that kind of crack going on. Uh, but there, there is no game, so we can't do that. And we've already spoken about the Sutton game, the FA Cup game on Monday. We did that in the Arscast extra with James on Tuesday. And look, with the greatest of respect to that scintillating 90 minutes, I don't think there's any more we can squeeze out of that. Uh, the previous Arscast, we did the whole, well, what happens with Arsene Wenger thing from various different perspectives. And I didn't feel like doing, didn't feel like doing that again or a round table. Maybe I could have done one of those now that I think about it. But, you know, sort of with three or four guests and where are we now? And, hmm, well, Algernon, what do you think of the current situation at Arsenal? Well, it's not terribly good, is it? I'm afraid that kind of thing. You know, we could have we could have done that, uh, but I, I decided against it. And what I've decided to do, for good or for bad, I'm not quite sure how this is going to work out, is to open up the phone lines. Well, not so much the phone lines. Well, there is a phone line. We've got a telephone number, a UK telephone number, and a Skype account. And people can dial into that telephone number and or Skype account. And what we're going to do because I'm going to be joined now in a couple of minutes by Andrew Allen uh, from Ars Blog News, is is we're going to sit here and record, and as the calls come in, you know, we're going to answer them and, and see, you know, who's on the other end and see what it is they want to talk about. And uh, hopefully not too many people will ring up just to call me a cunt. I'm pretty sure that is going to happen. I mean, I, I it'd be hard to resist, in fairness. I wouldn't blame anyone who... Uh, who tried, uh, but hopefully there will be some people who want to talk about, you know, some stuff about Arsenal or have got something to say and we can discuss those things and we'll try and get, uh, you know, a good few callers and keep the lines open for about an hour and see what the hell um, kind of a podcast turns out. It might be just terrible. I don't know technologically if it's going to work really very well. Um, I mean, I can record the Skypes and I can hear them and they can hear me and everything else. But I'm just, I'm just worried that there might be like a flurry of calls. They all come in at the same time and then you've got all these people that I don't know. I've never done this before or maybe nobody at all is going to call in. Maybe that's the thing. I did put a post up on the site. We're going to do something on Twitter uh, and Facebook now in a few minutes just to give it a plug. So hopefully there'll be some people out there who are willing to take part and uh, happy to come on and discuss Arsenal and various aspects of Arsenal or maybe they want to discuss recipes. I don't know. I'm happy to do that. Share a nice uh, share a nice recipe for bread or cake or a pasta sauce, whatever it might be, a good soup. Now, the weather at the moment, yes, it would lend itself to a good old soup. At the end, maybe if you want, I can give my uh, recipe for butternut squash and chili soup. How would you like that? Diplomatic silence, I think they call that. But look, let's um, let's bring Andrew in and see uh, see how we go from here. Good evening to you. Good evening. Uh, what are you expecting from this? I'm very nervous. Are you? Why? Um, well, I mean... You know, talking to strangers over Skype, anything could happen. <laughs> <laughs> There's no video, so don't worry. <laughs> 
Oh, I'm glad there's an in joke. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, look, it's it's uh, nearly time for the lines to open, so I think we might just open the lines and see um, see what happens, see if anyone calls in, um, and see if it works for a start. Excellent. All right, let's do it. Okay, here comes. Oh, Ranieri just got sacked. What? Mm. Wow. I can't believe that. I'm surprised. I thought they might give him more time. Yeah. There are loads of contact requests here in Skype. Holy shit. Okay. Mm. So I should just accept some of them and see what happens. Here comes a call. Okay. We've got our first call. Hello. Hello. Wow. Wow. Who's, who's, this is Andrew McLeish. That's me. Hey, how's it going? Good. Wow. This is crazy. <laughs> Where, I, I, th- I thought for, for sure I would never get through. Okay. You're oh. literally the first. There's loads of people trying to get through at the same time. So I'm going to have to uh, reject all these calls. There's loads of them. So where are you calling from? Uh, Alberta, Canada. Um, uh, Andrew, I can barely hear anything at the other end. Oh. You can't hear the Skypes? No, not really. So we've had to uh, say goodbye to Andrew Allen because he's got a uh, uh, there's an echo on the line and he can't hear the Skype callers. Andrew McLeish from Alberta, Canada, are you still there? Still here, yeah. Okay, so listen, what's going on? What do you want to What do you want to talk about? Uh, I the weather in Alberta. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, we're talking about Arsenal. I don't know. I. Um, are, 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 do you have a topic in in mind, or are we just talking about recent results or Wenger or what? Anything, you know. I'm just trying to I'm just trying to get you guys to uh, to give me the content to get through an entire podcast. You know, I was looking for inspiration from from the callers. So yeah. you know, you just called up just because you thought it might be a cool thing to do. Well, ours blog is is like a huge part of my life. I don't know. I too. This is the thing I look forward to in the morning. We wake up in Canada is Monday and Friday. We got a we got ours blog to listen to. So okay. I mean this. I just uh, I don't know. I just wanted to call up and and say I assumed I would never get through. This is blowing my mind. <laughs> okay. Well, that's fine. That's fine. Um, yeah. How how is the weather in Alberta, Canada? <laughs> it's, it's cold. It's uh, cold. Still snowy here. So. I don't know. I assume if, if it's up to me, I, I just want I just want to vent my, my feelings on, on on Arsenal as a whole and and Vanger and, and the season, I suppose. Okay. Well, look, we're I'm trying to I'm trying to keep it um keep it moving, you know. So yeah, uh, <laughs> let's let's do it then. What what do you want to say? What 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 is the thing that you want to vent about most? For me, it, it, I mean, it's such a delicate situation, and and you hear you know the vitriol. Sp- you know, uh, spouted by all the all the people on the, on the Vanger outside, and you know, obviously you were talking about Pierce Morgan, like it's just complete uh, shite to listen to that guy talk. But at the same time, how what, what's the proper way for us fans to politely say, hey, you know, thanks for the memories, Vanger, but it is time to go. And it seems so like such an obvious thing to me as someone who's played you know soccer as we call it or football and sports my entire life to 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 be able to imagine that hearing the how passionate or how moving a speech he might be able to give to me it just makes perfect sense that after 20 years there's no way that that 
could carry the same meaning if, if, if he's not able to adjust his his tactics and his motivational talks and his system, it just wouldn't have the same effect on players, especially players who, you know, seemingly can't uh, can't fall from Wenger's graces, um, you know, despite their. Well, he's he's gone. Andrew McLeish from Alberta, Canada, is gone. Um, okay, so I'm going to go to the next call and see how this one works out. Uh, Hap Bryant, hello to you. Hi, Andrew. Hey, how's it going? Where are you calling from? How are you? I'm calling from uh, the not-crime-ridden Chicago, Illinois. The not-crime-ridden Chicago, Illinois. This is like a, uh, Chicago from another dimension, is it? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's from, the, uh, it's from the solar system that just got discovered yesterday. Okay, cool. Seven new planets, I believe, which is great. Yes. It means we have some options when we got to get the fuck off this one. I like it. So how's it, how's it all going out there? Is it cold where you are? Uh, it's been rather pleasant, actually, okay. by February Chicago standards. All right. We just had a guy from Alberta, Canada, and I think uh, I think the weather collapsed his, uh, his Skype connection, unfortunately, so he got cut <laughs> off uh, midway through the call. So, look, what do you want to talk about? What's, what's on your mind? Well, I'm interested uh, in the way that um, – the manager's decision, I guess, has been handled in the uh, in the press and the media, um, and particularly in the sense that you know I've seen a lot of what I would call columns or opinion pieces about whether he should or even will leave. Mm. But what I've not seen is any actual reporting on the matter. So no one asking anybody, uh, no one asking anybody on the board or, or Ivan Gazidis or anybody with any knowledge of the situation, mm. um, you know, what, what the status is and nobody, I mean, I, I understand that the, the club is going to play this close to the vest. They're not going to come out and say, uh, you know, what the future holds for, for the manager or, or for the club in general, but I think that there are ways to maybe ask some questions around that. And I just wondered, you know, if the two of the two of you, how you would handle, you know, actually reporting on this and yeah. and what we should look for as as supporters and I guess you know, yeah, media. I, it, it's only just yeah, it's only just me. Andrew Allen isn't here because we had some uh, te- oh. technical issues, so it's only just me. But I think the issue is uh, that um, the reason it's so vague is that because nobody really knows, and I don't think the board even know. Uh, you know, I think the board know what they would like to happen, but they also are aware that it could be a bit difficult. I think Arsene Wenger probably knows what he wants to do, but you know, is aware that there's a weight of opinion uh, growing um, from various quarters. You know, so I think that's um, that's where it gets a, a, a little bit difficult, and that's why it's so vague. There's just no. Uh, it comes down to a results and b then what Arsene Wenger decides. That is the thing, you know, um, and that's why there's so there's so little clarity about it, and we probably won't have any clarity about it until the end of uh, till the end of the season. Or, you know, if if things go badly over the next month, we might have more clarity about it then. But you know, obviously, I hope that uh, we win some games. So that that's the main yeah, reason. Yeah, I'm wondering. I think. I'm wondering if there's a way to kind of figure out because 
as as you've said, and I think um, rightly, this is not just a, a managerial replacement. This is a real structural and cultural transformation that would have to happen. Yeah. Um, and so if the club is not prepared in any way for that, um, I think there's – is there not a way to – kind of ask some questions to get at that point, you know, to someone with contacts in the club to say, look, you know, what, what are the structures that the club is thinking about and sure. what sort of succession planning is, is getting put in place or, yeah. you know, if, if not, then why not? Yeah. I, I mean, I think that the, the thing is the club aren't going to give that information either. They're not going to talk about that while Arsene Wenger is still making up his mind. So, uh, you know, again, it brings us back to this situation where we are kind of in a bit of limbo, but that's that's uh, that's just where we're going to be. But look, Hap, I'm going to move on and take another call. Yes, because I'm going to try to keep people moving around. Thank you very much for getting involved. Really appreciate Thank it. You. And uh, Thanks for taking the call. Hey, no problem. And stay uh, stay safe in uh, Chicago of the Seven Planets. All right. <laughs> right. It's not all a right. real problem. Okay, man. Cheers. Cheers. All right. Okay, we have um, we have James Lowe. James Lowe, are you there? I'm there, Andrew. How are oh, you? Yeah, I'm good. Milton says hi. Oh, yes. Milton, the, the most excellent cockapoo that I ever met in my life. How's it going? Ranieri's just been sacked. Yeah, saw that. Saw that. Um, that's a kind that of... Makes you think about uh, Arsene Wenger a little bit. Uh, older gentlemen going through the mill, that kind of thing. Well, they've gone six months without winning a title and he's been sacked at Leicester. <laughs> Um, yeah, well, look, it's a, it's a, it's a different world they exist in. The Arsenal world is very, very unique. Um, what, what specifically is on your mind this evening? Uh, just how quickly I've sort of got over sort of the the Munich result. I was kind of sort of at my lowest point as an Arsenal fan, uh, and now you know I win at Sutton, and I I'm kind of melancholy again. I don't know if it's because it's sort of groundhog season. Uh, and we're used to getting over such disappointment or not. Uh, mm. You feel the same way or are you still pretty down? Well, I think, you know, I think we said in the Arscast Extra on Monday that once you get a bit of time and a bit of distance between between the results, then, uh, you know, it doesn't feel quite as raw or as intense, you know. Um, and there is that thing. You know what it's a bit like um, when you lose to, to Munich? You know, if you can't sleep... And you start thinking about your life and you come to all these terrible conclusions. Like everything is worst case scenario. It's four in the morning. You can't sleep and your mind is racing and you're going, oh, God, this is, this is terrible. And there's a bit like it's a bit like that when you lose as terribly as we did against Bayern Munich. And then in the cold light of day, you go, well, you know, it's, it's bad, but still perhaps not as bad as, a, as I thought it was going to be. But I mean, what, what do you think? What do you think should happen at the end of this season? Uh, well, uh, Wenger could get the Leicester job. That's, uh, <laughs> that's the possibility. Uh, door um, is opened. Yeah, he says he wants to stay in management. Um, I don't know. More the same. I'm scared of change now. I've, I've realised that in the last few days. Stockholm syndrome. Yeah. Well, maybe so. We'll we'll have to wait and see. It could be, it could be more of the same for the next uh, couple of seasons. Um, but we'll have to wait and see. I don't know what's going to go on. But look, uh, will you give Milton a, a pat on the head for me? And I'm going, oh, to, I'm going to take another call here and see how that goes. All right, cheers, Andrew. See you, James. Bye. Bye.
do we have Connor Shanahan Cluse? You do indeed. Hi. Hey, there. how's it going? Not too bad, thanks. Yourself? I'm I'm all right. How are you? Where are you from? Uh, I'm from Lincolnshire in England, and I'm not too bad, thanks. Good. Connor Shanahan is a there's a whack of Irish off that name. <laughs> yes, uh, mother's side is the Shanahan, dad's side is the Cluth. Okay, all right. Uh, so, w- what's going on? Uh, not much at the moment, actually. I've been just reading uh, Lukewarm, just posted recently. Oh, I've my... got to say, Lucas Perez has been fantastically impressive in his cameo appearances, so uh, very interesting read. Uh, apart from that, I've just been you know, back from work for the past hour, so trying to chill. Trying to chill out, so uh, mm. talking about Arsenal in some fashion is going to make that happen for you, is that right? No way in hell. <laughs> <laughs> how are you feeling about the season and, and the situation and where we are and, and how it's all been going? Uh, honestly, I'm, I'm bitterly disappointed with how we've performed in the last half of the season so far. I think we could have done so much more. But at the same time, I think things like the Bayern result, are, it was awful. There's no two ways about it. But I think anybody who... Looked at, looked at it realistically with our form coming into it. They could have seen that a thrashing was on the cards. It was... I didn't watch the game, if I'm honest. I couldn't bring myself to watch the game because I knew that Bayern away is just an awful, awful prospect. Mm. So I think uh, overall, it's a classic Arsenal thing. First half of the season, you you big yourselves up, you feel fantastic, and then just you get knocked down so quickly. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, but does it does a will a few wins make you feel better, more energized? You know, there's some big games coming up. Obviously, we've got Liverpool the next game, and then Bayern Munich. I mean, there's no way we're going through against Bayern Munich. But you know, imagine if you got a result at at Anfield, you get a win there. You you know, you pull off a one nil or a two one or something against Bayern to restore a little bit of pride. FA Cup quarter final against Lincoln, which you would like to think that we are capable of of winning. Um, yeah. You know, do, does that does that transform things a little bit, or does it just you know set you further up to knock you down again later? Well, I'll tell you what, uh, it's the Bayern game which is coming. It reminds me a lot of the AC Milan game a few seasons ago, where mm. we go into it, we get a three 0 result, we feel really good about ourselves, and uh, we go on and we end up getting Champions League qualification at the end of the season, and everything for a couple of weeks felt fantastic. And then you looked at the season as a whole, and you kind of went, well. Is that a missed opportunity? Yeah. And I think a good result against Liverpool at Anfield would be fantastic. And I think uh, if we had any form of a decent result against Bayern at home, I mean, you think about the, the 2-0 that we got last year, I think it was, wasn't it, at home. It was yeah. it was over the moon. Everybody was just off their seats at that. So I think a 1-0 result, a 2-1 result against Bayern would be brilliant. And I could look at the season at that point and say, you know what, I'm, I'm kind of pleased with what we've done. As long as we finish in the top four, I would say that I'm kind of pleased with what we've done to get another result against Bayern. All right, cool. Well, look, uh, we'll leave it there, Connor. I'm going to try and get some other callers on and keep this uh, keep this thing moving. But thank you for taking the time. No worries. Best of luck tonight. Cheers. Thanks. Bye. All right, let me try this one. Hello. Do we have Hello, Osgur Kurtoglu? Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm just fine. How are you? I'm good. Where are you calling from? You sound like you're uh, the far side of the moon. Oh, really? A little bit, uh, but hey. <laughs> uh, I'm actually calling from Stockholm, Sweden. Okay, Sweden. It's all yes. it's all crazy over there at the moment with everything going on. All well. Yeah, I mean, all well after that I, terrible, terrible attack. 
Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I it was it was really I, I had to go to my local mall to kind of calm my nerves and get a cocoa drink because oh. I was so rattled up by. <laughs> <laughs> nothing absolutely nothing happening okay well look i'm glad you i'm glad you and everyone else is is safe so what's what's on your mind this evening well i mean arsenal i guess sure way. <laughs> i guess that's what you prefer to talk about in general so i mean i've been i i, I sent you guys a question the other day mm. which you actually took up and uh, which was really funny because you, you pronounced my name and did a very audible and like defeatist groan right before it. Yeah. Which was hilarious. And I appreciate it. <laughs> but that kind of question, that was more about, you know, the, you know, you can't win with people thing of Alexis playing and Wenger getting flack and Ozil not playing and yeah. Wenger still getting flack. This time around, I actually, I've been thinking about this major conundrum of, Winger leaving, you know, whenever okay. he does. And uh, now it seems like more and more players are, uh, you know, talking to media outlets in some way. Basically, you know how silly season isn't really just a month anymore. It's mm. basically the whole year. So I read this piece about Bellerin, like, yeah, I'll maybe go to Barcelona if Wenger leaves. Ah, Okay. So that put a whole different dimension of this thing because everyone seems to, everyone in the team seems to want him to stay. Okay, but do, do you want to know what I think of that? What I think of that story, the Bellerin story that uh, emerged in the press yesterday, you'll notice that there weren't any actual quotes from Hector Bellerin. Yeah, exactly. What, what I think that story was, was uh, a little piece of um, PR or communications, uh, what's the word I want to use here um shit witchery from arsenal because you know we all know there's a thing going on with Mesut Ozil and alexis sanchez uh, yeah. and uh you can't really use them in the same way because it doesn't feel as threatening but oh my god if arsene wenger leaves then hector bellerin might leave people will go ooh uh, because yeah. everyone everyone loves Hector, right? He's a great yeah. kid. He's a really great player, potentially one of the best right backs in Europe. Uh, and we all know of the lure of Barcelona for a guy who's come from La Masia and has come to a different club. Eventually, as is human nature, everyone feels like going home. And if home is one of the greatest football clubs in Europe, then, you know, as we've seen in the past with Cesc Fabregas, that's a thing yeah. that can happen. But my feeling genuinely is that that, that article was uh, placed to kind of make people think twice or make people think again about, well, okay, well, if Arsene Wenger leaves, then yeah. uh, Hector might leave and Ozil might leave and and uh, Sanchez might leave. And the reality is, is that when managers leave football teams and they leave uh, football clubs, the vast majority of players stay. You look at Chelsea, yeah. for example. You look at all the players who were really close to Mourinho, like like Terry, like Lampard. Uh, you know the guys that he brought in. Petr Cech was one of them at the time, uh, who were there and who were really close to him, and who, who said, "Look, this is the this guy's the best manager, the best manager, the best manager." Oh, look, he's been sacked. He's been sacked, and they didn't go anywhere. They didn't. They didn't leave on mass. Yeah, you know, in in this situation of defense, 
one of the managers we're talking about is a gigantic ass, so that yeah, plays but, into it. But but to us, he is. But to those players, he wasn't. You know, that's the thing. He well, was. He was. You know, second time around, it didn't go well. But the first yeah. time, they they thought the sun, moon, and stars shone out of his arse. You know, so true, it true. was. Um, which he which he believes too. Oh yes, and I guess that is his allure. I'm, I'm guessing. I'm guessing. I'm guessing. So look, but I, the whole situation. Yeah. I get what you're saying, but here's the thing, though. I mean, now we went into that lane, but my question, my general question, is still like you talked about this uh, the other day too about and the previous. Uh, I guess ever since we lost in that typical fashion in Germany. Uh, just like how are, how is this supposed to happen? Like who who would want the Arsene Wenger role at Arsenal? Like who would want to? Let's say we don't change the board or the owners or anything. Like who in their right mind would come in and say, "Yes, I want to do exactly that. I want to control all of this mm, and I, is actually capable of doing it." I, I genuinely that I don't know. I really don't know. Um, and that's, you know, if it comes to it in the summer, then I think that's going to be a huge, huge challenge for, uh, for, for, for the Arsenal board and for the people who are going to, who are going to make that decision. But, um, you know, it, it, it's always going to be complicated when you have a manager that long, uh, in the job. So, uh, you know, nobody said it was, it was going to be easy. But look, I'm going to move on. I'm going to try and keep the calls moving. Uh, good to yeah. talk to you. I uh, hope I didn't get your I name quite. as wrong uh, tonight. Uh, and, <laughs> we'll, we'll practice in the future. So. Okay, cool. You can send me some pronunciation guides by email, and I'll I'll practice my best uh, my best pronunciation. Stay safe in Sweden, and uh, we'll we'll talk to you again. I hope. Cheers. Thank you. Cheers. Hello. 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 Hi. Arslan, how are you? <laughs> I am all right. H- how are you? Who are you? Um, I, um, do you want my Twitter handle or do you want my name? <laughs> I, I guess just your name, seeing as we're talking. You know, it's, it would be weird if your Twitter handle was like yeah, Space I Monkey mean, 5000 or something. Time, every time that I've um, listened to your podcast, it's always been really funky Arsenal-related uh, Twitter names. So uh, yeah, my name's Dick Sam. How are you? Are you on the road? I'm at work. Oh, you're at work? I'm at work. Yeah, I'm hiding up. I saw the uh, upload on the app saying that there's going to be a phone in. I thought, not to be missed. I did go to the live podcast, and I won't miss out on this one as well. All right. So what's uh, what's on your mind this evening? Um, well, it was about a week ago. Um, I'm, I don't know. I've been struggling with this recently. There's a... Uh, I sense that there was um, sort of a backlash by the mainstream media attacking uh, fan-owned outlets known for, like, the Arsenal fan TV. And I was sort of um, belittling them and their opinions. And I was thinking, I mean, are they sort of upset because there's a bit of pie there that they're missing out on? Because, I mean, I listen to most football podcast and uh, listening to sort of 606 and stuff like that um, some of the callers that they get on there it's like come on I remember one guy who wanted uh, Ian Dowie to be a Leicester manager or something like that <laughs> <laughs> and I, I'm, I'm struggling to think that okay I mean I know that that, that is a live live caller but um, surely if they were 
remotely interested in um, voicing a large amount of people's uh, opinions and something like that would be taken out. But, I mean, when it comes to Arsenal fans stuff, they, I mean, there's mainstream pundits now that literally are trolls for a living. And I was just wanting to know, what, what is going on? Have I missed something? So, so you, you kind of feel like, um, like the, maybe the mainstream media are a little bit threatened by independent fan voices, is that? Yeah, and the fact that they think that they have a right to belittle sort of, you know, anyone that has an opinion and any other outlet that's out there is sort of just, use lot, just, you know, just be quiet, yeah. we're the big boys here. Well, you know, to be fair, I, you know, I think what, what, what Gary Neville said, I think he was a little bit, um, he was a little bit misrepresented in that he didn't necessarily say that he, he didn't think fans uh, shouldn't have an opinion. He just said he didn't agree with the opinion of of those fans or the way that that opinion was being expressed. And you know, he the obviously, <laughs> yeah, he, well, I mean, he obviously sat down with uh, with uh, with Robbie and an Arsenal fan TV to to talk to them. You know, but there was yeah. an element as well of like, well, okay. Uh, it, it almost felt to me like there was a need for some acceptance from Gary Neville. Uh, yeah. That's, like, if, if Gary Neville or some other pundit doesn't like what you do, so fucking what? There are obviously yeah. a lot of Arsenal fans that like it, and uh, its popularity speaks to that. So, I, you know, there's no need for um, for any validation from the mainstream media because they've very much created their own niche. You know, they've gone out and they've they've worked hard and created all these videos, and they, you know, they, it doesn't matter what anyone else thinks. You know, so I, I I just found it a bit weird how they would attack the fans that go to the games and they have an opinion. But why would you not want to attack the mainstream trolls out there on certain other um, you know radio shows that come on roughly sort of this time where they literally all they do for a living is just uh, take the Mickey out of certain managers players for a living. Yeah. I, I, I don't understand why. No one's going after them. Well, I mean, that's the thing. Look, Gary Neville on Sky is not necessarily going to go after Adrian Durham on TalkSport, for example, right? Because, you know what I mean? I didn't know if I could say any names on here. Oh, no, I know exactly who you're talking about. I mean, he's a fucking idiot, that guy. So, you know, (laughs) yeah, absolutely. He he definitely is. But that's the whole shtick is that, you know, you be as controversial as you can possibly be and and people will react to that. Exactly, exactly, exactly. You know, and, and look, let's, let's be honest there's a there's an element of that to some of the fan produced stuff as well that you know there are uh, there are people yeah. who 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 fill that niche as well you know but look i'm going to move on i'm going to try and get another call i uh, hope you don't have too long left in work tonight and uh, uh two hours two Good hours time. that's nothing that's nothing and you'll be on the arse cast tomorrow so it's all good man cheers mate nice Keep to talk to you thank you cheers bye-bye All right, that was uh, like a first part where we had people and the second part is also more people. But what we're going to do is take a short break. We'll be right back after this. So happy. So happy. This is fantastic. So happy. Fantastic. The fans, so happy. This is fantastic. So happy. So happy. This is fantastic. 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 So
You look tired. I take it the caffeine, toothpaste, and adrenaline face serum aren't working? Well, maybe you should ask Santa for a nectar mattress this year. And if the big guy brings you another unicorn finger puppet, don't worry. Because mattresses start at just $499. And you get $399 in accessories thrown in, as well as a 365-night home trial and a forever warranty. Go to Nectarsleep.com today. This holiday season, treat yourself. Treat yourself to candy. Celebrate the holiday season with the Holiday Crush. They've sprinkled candy with a holiday theme and fun-packed challenges every week for five whole weeks, finishing on January 4th. The more challenges you complete, the better your chances of unwrapping delicious rewards. So, are you ready to crush the holidays? Play the Holiday Crush now. Download it from the App Store, Google Play, or Windows Store for free. Terms and conditions apply. Hello? Hello. Hey, hello. Who's this? Uh, Mark Storms. Mark Storms. We're having storms in Dublin today, so what an appropriate name. Uh, yeah, I'm uh, I'm living in the UK right now. My wife's uh, active duty military for the U.S. Air Force. Oh, wow. Yeah, we're all football fans now. have been since my son's been playing. Okay, cool. Cool. So whereabouts in the UK are you? Okay, no, it's probably classified, top secret. Don't tell me. I don't want anyone to come after me. It's uh, it's fine. No, nah, no. Uh, <laughs> we're at RAF Lakenheath and Mildenhall, uh, East Anglia. Okay. All right. Got all that uh, sea in Europe just over the just over the water there, yeah. Uh, so what what's on your mind tonight? Oh, I don't know. Just it was interesting. I've always thought this would be neat. I listen to your podcast all the time. Oh, cool. We have a mixed bag in my family. I'm the I'm the Arsenal fan, and my son's Manchester United. And oh, you my, shocking parenting right there, man! What, what? That's a failure, abject failure. <laughs> his his mom, my wife, uh, she's Manchester City. So right, okay. So at least you know it could get tempestuous in your house. Have oh, a few yes, drinks, yes. Well, we, some football. Yeah, we well that's we she got this assignment. We're all excited. So we've been to quite a few uh matches since we've been here. We've been to six matches and we've only been here like six months. Oh cool. Where where are you from originally? Uh Ohio. Ohio. All right. All right. And how long is the uh how long is the deployment? Uh three years. Okay, so you got plenty of opportunity to go and see uh go and see the Arsenal. That's not bad. Yeah, we've been twice already. Went New Year's and saw the Scorpion kick. Oh, cool. That was nice. And then we were at the Burnley game. Oh, that was exciting as well, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, and then and then we uh, I got to see him. I had to sit on my hands because we were at the Etihad. Oh. So I watched that. I had oh. to sit on my hands when they scored that first goal. I'm like, oh, because we're in, we're in her land. So right. she's getting the... And then they came back. I'm like, oh, we had some really good seats. We were right on the front row. We've been to Norwich a few times since they're an hour away. All right. And how how are you feeling about the Arsenal season? Oh, it almost feels same old, same old. But part of me, I'm like 50-50 on the fence with Wenger. Part of me wants a change, but then part of me knows if you make a change, then be careful what you wish for. Sure. I mean, there is an element of that, of course. You know, uh, it could get worse uh, or it could get better. That's the thing. Or it could just yeah. stay the same. Imagine if it was exactly the same. Imagine if we got a brand new manager 
who came in full of fresh ideas and everything else, and it was just exactly the same. And it was the same way. We finished like second or third or fourth and kept losing in big games. That would be crazy. It would be yeah. just like it'd be like Arsenal was sort of like the Amityville Horror House. It doesn't matter who you put in charge. <laughs> it's just always going to be the same. This is our penance for stuff that we've done. In a well, yeah, then it could be, well, look, it wasn't the manager. It was something else. Yeah, yeah, maybe so, maybe so. All right, well, look, um, I hope you uh, enjoy your time in, in the U.K. and uh, get to see lots more games. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to head off Mark Storms and take another call here, keep things moving, but good to talk to you. All right, thank you. My pleasure. Hello. Hi, Patrick. Yes, it is. Who's this? Uh, my name's Ben. Hi, Ben. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. Glad to see it works. It does work. It just there's been like loads of people calling in, and I can only answer one call at a time. <laughs> so people are like ringing, 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 and then I think going, "Oh fuck that guy, he's not answering." But it's not that. There's just <laughs> there's just someone else on the line. Where where are you calling from? Southwater. Southwater. Okay. Yeah. All right. And what what's on your mind this evening? Uh, I've just seen the Ranieri news. I know it's not Arsenal, but I just wonder, do you reckon that will have any? implications on Arsenal's thinking, thinking, you know, what's football come to these days and does he want to be a part of it anymore? Uh, no. I, <laughs> I, I don't think it will, but it is, um, it's an amazing thing, isn't it, for a guy to win the Premier League with a team like Leicester and then then get sacked uh, the next season. Yeah. It's, um, I mean, what an amazing... What's Vardy, what's Vardy Amara thinking now, you know, do they... Yeah. Regret not leaving, do you reckon? Uh, I would say so. I'd say particularly Vardy. I was listening to, I think it was um, Stuart James from The Guardian who was on the Second Captains podcast, and he was saying that there wasn't really anybody seriously in for Mares, uh in the summer. Um, I know there were some reports about Arsenal being interested, but he, he mm. claims that there were no real concrete offers for Mares. So in terms of that, he was he was staying. But Vardy... Uh, to have the chance to to come to Arsenal and turn it down to play for a team that looks like it's probably going to be relegated. I never understood the decision, you know, from from the point of yeah. view of you're never gonna you're you're never gonna be that hot a property again in your career. There's no literally no way. Um, and I always felt like, well, if he didn't want to come, well, then very much a, a bullet dodged from our point of view. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, but Mares. How cheap do you reckon he'll be in the summer? Do you think we should go back in for it? That's the question. That's a that is a good question, isn't it? Um, you know, Sanchez. You know, I'm not very confident on Sanchez staying. We need another wide player mm, and probably another striker. Yeah, could Mares be that? Could Mares be a cheap fifteen to sort of twenty million if they go down? He, I, yeah, I don't. It might be a little bit more expensive than that, but certainly he would be available. The thing is, though, you know, there was always that question, wasn't there, about Mares? About like, can he do it again? Is he capable of he pr- producing for a second season in a row? In in now I know it's a, a little bit different, but you look at what Kante has done and the impact. Uh, I know Kante's gone to a much better side uh, and a bigger club and and everything else. But you know you could you could have had those same reservations about him, where you go, I- is he is he really that good, or was he just part of this amazing Leicester effort? And he has shown that he he is really that good, and I think there has to be some question marks about Mares and about. I think. Go on. Yeah, go on. Yeah, I think half problem with Mares. I think 
teams have cottoned on to him. I think they know that he if they stop Mares, they stop Leicester. And if you go if you put him in a team such as Arsenal, players like Ozil, mm. you know, Giroud, Walcott around him, they'll maybe not focus as much on Mares. That might free him up again. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. He certainly might maybe. be Yeah, maybe. He he I would be surprised if he wasn't in the thinking come the summer, depending would you on take a punt if you're the manager? Would I? It would really depend on the price, and and I think you'd need to you'd need to do some digging behind the scenes, wouldn't you, to get like wh- what is his character really like? Because it's mm. it's hard to know that if he's you know look that the the Leicester collective has been terrible, so it's no surprise that that everyone has been poor this season. So maybe it's not truly representative of him, but you know has he has he worked as hard as he might have i think depending on who goes uh you know i, I would consider it all right um, cuz he you know when he when he's on form he's a really really exciting player for sure yeah exactly yeah, yeah i if the price is right, I'd go back in for him. All right. Well, listen, Ben. I'm, I think Alexis will go. Yeah. Well, we'll see. I think they might just hang on to Alexis, maybe for their final year. But you know, we'll we'll wait and see. But look, Ben, I'm going to keep it moving. Thanks a million for for calling in. Yeah. Thank you very much. Cheers. Andy. All right. Nice talk to you. Cheers. Cheers. Take care. Bye. Bye. Hello. Hey. Hey. Hey, Andrew. <laughs> Hi. Who's How's this? Um, my name is Jimmy. Jimmy. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. How are you doing? I'm all right. Where are you calling from? Nigeria. Nigeria? Cool. Yeah. And how's, yeah. It, how's it going over there? Oh, it's hot as hell, man. Ah, oh, God damn it. It's not hot as hell where I am, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah you said so in the blog this morning. It, it must be raining crazy out there. Yeah. How's it, how's it going? It's going all I right. Didn't blow down your house. No, not quite. I think we managed. Uh, we managed to escape the worst of it. I think this. It, it sort of picked up uh, pace over. It moved over us and headed towards the UK. And I think they're getting much more of it than than we are. So. Um, Ouch. Yeah. Oh, well, well. Thank God for little blessings, I guess. Exactly. So what? What's uh, what's on your mind this evening? Oh man, like I've been trying to call you for ages. Like I was just hoping <laughs> I'll get through before time went out. No, that's it. No, it's it's. Uh, we can only do one call at a time. That's the thing. I can't even put people on hold yeah, and yeah, get them to wait. So I, I totally, I totally understand. How how much are you regretting? How much of a nightmare has it turned out to be? No, it's not a nightmare at all. It's been good fun actually. I've had some uh, some interesting conversations. Um, okay. Yeah, it's it's been all all right. So how are you feeling about? You no, know, like, uh, like, go on. Okay, like. I was like, in terms of logistics of planning and executing the whole thing. Oh, no, I mean, it's fine. It's literally just I have Skype open in front of me. I'm recording Skype and talking into a microphone. So, you know, it's it's not uh, not necessarily um, rocket science. We we had to ditch Andrew Allen earlier on because we had some echo on his line. But, hey, what can uh, you okay. do? What can oh, you I do? thought he was going to be sitting beside you. No, no, no. Different countries, different countries. Um, ah, so I, I mean, uh, Arsenal support in Nigeria is huge, isn't it? Oh no, it's crazy! It's crazy! It's brilliant. It's, every time we get a, every time I, uh, I get a Nigerian taxi driver here in Dublin, it's like I'm going to talk to this dude about Arsenal because I'm like 99 <laughs> percent sure he's going to be an Arsenal fan. There, there's a state in the country where they've got Arsenal Day. Oh, I read that. Just decks, everybody just decks out in jerseys and just goes nuts. Like, well, Arsenal fans get picked on by everybody in Nigeria, so it's it's kind of horrible. My United fans, Man City fans, Tottenham fans, Leicester City fans. Hey, how how, fans. how can a Tottenham fan pick on an Arsenal fan? How is that you, possible? You just, you, in Nigeria, it's kind of more like how 
how loud how loud you can scream. <laughs> not really about <laughs> exactly. So I don't even engage. I'm, 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 I just. I just go straight racist. I'm Arsenal, you're Tottenham, you're beneath me. I'm not even going to talk to you. Okay. And did that. Yeah, wow. I mean, I read about that Arsenal day. That that sounds uh, absolutely fantastic. It's like a, you know, yeah. patron saints day. It's um, it's good. And, and, <laughs> Something like that. Yeah, and how are you feeling about the season? Oh, man, it started out with so much promise, and it's just, I don't know, a groundhog day for lack of a better, better, um, um, euphemism, I guess. Yeah, because it's 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 sort of the same progression every year. Like, like we start out, like we held it together for a longer period of time, but we still had that mid-season capitulation. It's just it's disheartening. Yeah. I love Arsenal. Wenger. I, I've um, my entire Arsenal sporting life has been Arsenal Wenger, and I'm kind of scared. Like, what happens life after him? I mean, we will survive, but it's going to be painful. I mean, you look at how Man United carried out the transition from Sir, um, Sir Alex Ferguson, and and I don't want that to happen to this club. Mm. Yeah, it is a worry, of course. It is, you know, when you've got a guy who's been in charge for so long, the, uh, you know, he's, he's very much the glue holding a lot of things together. So, um, yeah. you know, it I, is. I just have a feeling his presence just papers over a lot of cracks that we have, and I do not know the reasons why. Mm. We still have some certain deficiencies that have not been sorted out yet. Yeah. It's, it's kind of weird. If he has to refresh his coaching staff, if he has to take a look at his recruitment policy or something, but like with an authority figure like himself, who's going to question it? Well, that's exactly why we have the, <laughs> the situation that we have. You know that Who's he. Gonna, no, yeah. no, nobody's going to question him. Like, yeah. That's just that's just the thing. Like I'm not saying I'm not I'm not saying we should question his tactics or style of play. I mean, it's Arsene Wenger, and he his team will play the way he's always wanted his teams to play. No problem. That's what makes Arsenal so attractive to follow. But what, like, how about how about looking at the way he he imparts his he sends out his message to the players? Mm. Like maybe the coaching staff aren't living up to the expectations that. That that set up for them. Mm. I don't know, or maybe they're not granted enough freedom in questioning his methods and preparing the team. Sure, maybe he just can't prepare the team adequately, adequately enough for match days. Because it, it's a cyclical pattern, and if you do the same thing with the same methods over time, you're expected to get the same results, and we've got the same results for a, lo- for a long time now. I yeah. think something needs to change. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna stand here and advocate for Arsene Wenger to go. I still trust him, but. We need to take a look at some things. We need to change a couple of things. Seriously. All right, man. Listen, uh, Jimmy, it's uh, been a pleasure talking to you. I'm going to keep it moving, get some uh, get some more oh, calls definitely. in. They're all coming in. Uh, thanks Please a million for calling evening. in. No problem. Thank you very much. Cheers, buddy. Cheers. Bye. Hello. Hi. How are you? I am all right. Who's Who am I talking to? Uh, sorry, I introduced myself. Up. My name's Alex. Hi. Um, yeah, I'm 21. Um, I you, live in uh, you look, Buckinghamshire. You lucky bastard, being only 21. I can't believe I got through. This is excellent. Bloody hell. <laughs> Excuse me. Sorry. That's all right. My language. Oh, don't worry about swearing. This is uh, this is the Arsecast, <laughs> after all. Um, yeah. So we're all we're oh. all right with that. So how's your evening? Uh, my evening's going well. I'm just sat on the sofa at home watching a bit of Man on the High Castle. I was just <laughs> flicking through Twitter and I saw this come up, so I thought I'd give it a try. And here you are. It's like a yeah. like a Christmas miracle. Ah, 
pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> so what's uh, what's but on yeah, your mind from what, what's on your mind from an Arsenal point of view? Uh, what's on my mind? Uh, well, to be honest, I've sort of gone off gone off the boil a bit mm. with the season. I did enjoy the Sutton game actually. <laughs> Once the sort of nerves nerves got off, I don't know how you felt. Apologies, I can't really remember uh, what you said on the um, Arscast Extra. It's been strangely sort of a long week. Yeah, I mean, it was just one of those weird games, isn't it, where you kind of go, there's there's no reason why we should be in trouble, but... Yeah, it was fantastic. Um, I went to uni in Exeter, and I had Liverpool played down there in the Cup last year. Uh, a couple of my housemates went to that, so it was really odd seeing sort of a big team at such a weird ground. But sure. the class of Arsenal, especially after the game, was really, really good. Yeah. And luckily no one else snapped Alexis Sanchez's legs. Uh, yes, that that was good. And yeah, that was a nice thing, wasn't it? You know, people um, people were hung up on the idea that we didn't give them a, a pennant on the pitch. The captains didn't exchange pennants, but Arsenal, uh, you know, gave them this, this silver cannon and also have donated £50,000 to build these classrooms at the Sutton uh, Complex. So, I mean, I think that's a little more important than a pennant. Yeah, no, exactly. It was, it was just... Very well done overall. I think BBC was saying, oh, when, or maybe it was you saying Arsenal. They didn't think they'd use the changing rooms and things like that. But overall, that was good. And, of course, we got Lincoln up next, who, of course, beat Burnley. They beat Burnley at, um, away, didn't they? Mm. My memory. So uh, they're, uh, they're used to tough oppositions, we've seen. Uh, but it would be good to, good to get through to Wembley again. Uh, I really did uh, enjoy being quite a young Arsenal fan, I can't really remember the Invincibles. Uh, the only cup final uh, before, obviously, the uh, awful League Cup one was oh. the Champions League. So yeah. it would be nice nice to get the FA Cup back again. Uh, we seem to do very well in it in the past, past the few years. Yeah, it's a it's a great trophy to win. It's always a good day out, uh, you know, to get to, to the final at Wembley. And, uh, you know, we've... Uh, We've got more FA Cups than anybody else, and uh, you know maybe we should try and extend our lead. I think that'll be all right, you know. Yeah, no, it would be. It's always always a good day, the Cup final day, and especially afterwards. I normally always rewatch the match about two or three times. Well, I have done in the previous uh, two times we've uh, won it. Yeah, uh, Win- that's good. Winning is the key, Alex. Winning is the key. That's it. Winning is the key. <laughs> it's the same about how how we're playing in the uh, rest of the competition. Mm. It really is. Yeah, uh, it's, it's. I had quite quite high hopes at the beginning of the season. We were playing very well. This open, fluid, attacking football. But I don't know there's um. I was the Sky Sports article that I sort of flipped through. I try not to read everything they um put out because it's normal. Most of it's normally rubbish. Uh, well, rubbish in my opinion. But uh, there was a piece I don't know if you saw about uh, how Kazola's injuries affecting Ozil. Hmm. I didn't. I didn't read. It. I saw the headline. All right, but uh, uh, I know I that's quite interesting. I. I don't. Well, we obviously aren't, aren't playing well without Samson. We always normally play better because of his ball retention and stuff like that. Mm. Um, but I don't know how uh, how you how you feel. But in sort of my my limited knowledge of football, I see sort of Jacker's ball distribution is that is very similar. Obviously, uh, his uh, tackling and other things are, are very different to Santi's. But do you feel Xhaka may have been brought in as sort of a more longer-term replacement for Santi in that kind of role 
that distribution role. Yeah, maybe. I mean, we, we, the, the I don't think you can find another Santi Casorla. That's the thing. He's no, quite he unique. You know, he's quite unique in the way that he can use both feet. And, uh, you know, I, I think there's a lot to like about Xhaka. I, I think midfield is a big issue for us. That's... Um, throughout the season we haven't had a settled midfield we haven't found a combination that really works together because of suspensions because of injuries because of players going out on loan uh, you know players going away on international duty like El Nenny so uh, you know it's been a I think that to me has been one of the big disappointments of the season that we haven't nailed down yeah. a midfield duo that 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 really work well together yeah, I mean, indeed, you're right. I do, I do really like how many. I like Jacker. Mm. If you just, if you just calm down and realise when and when not to sort of pull shirts or slide in. <laughs> uh, but again, that's adaptation. Yeah. Again, Chelsea, whoever Mertesacker, they weren't great in their first season. Giroud, like players, take time to get used to the Premier League. Sure. Um, actually, I was thinking about something the other day. I'm sort of midfield esque, but if say in the summer. Wenger did leave. We get a new manager and whoever that may be. You mentioned, I think, in the ask cast, Simeone would come and sort of rip everything up. Uh, how would you feel if potentially um, Wilshere and Ramsey left or either of those left? Do you feel that potentially could happen and which one, which player would you prefer or not prefer to leave? Uh, th- that's a really good question. You know, I... Th- uh... Yeah, I think Wilshire could, is probably more likely to leave because he's not at the club at this moment in time, you know? Um, and he made a decision that he wanted to leave. And if Arsene Wenger is still the manager, I think that might be something that, that plays on his mind a little bit. But um, I think he likes both of them. He, he tried to use them both together. Uh, not last season, season before. It didn't quite work. So again, it comes back to these compatibility issues that we seem to have in, in midfield. But Alex, I'm going to leave it here because you've got to, uh, I've got loads more calls coming in and I, I'm going no, to try no, and get through a few of those. Not at oh, all. really excellent to get through. I wasn't expecting that. But oh. thank you very much and have a good evening. You too. I Enjoy the sofa. tomorrow. <laughs> all right. Cheers. All right, thank you very much. No worries. Cheers. cheers. Bye. Hello, have we got um Lev? Yes. Um with um now these talks about Bellerin and Oza leaving if Wenger leaves, you think there's we should keep Wenger for at least a season or two? It it really depends, you know, on on how the rest of this season goes. I think that's what's going to be the defining factor in this um in in this decision that that uh, both the club have to make and Arsene Wenger have to make. If the results are really good between now and the end of the season, it will probably prompt him to to stay. But if results are bad and if we lose games, uh, particularly against the the big opposition, because we still have to play Liverpool, we have to play Manchester City, we have to play Manchester United, we have to play Tottenham. If the record in those games is not good, then I think the pressure will be very intense on Arsene Wenger. Yeah. Where where are you calling from, Lev? Pull it off. Yeah. Well, hopefully we can pull it off. Where are you calling from? Uh, USA. Okay, whereabouts? In Boston. And you're a big Arsenal fan? Yeah. How come you're an Arsenal fan? My dad's from London. All right, okay. That would explain it, all right? Yep. That would go a long way through. What do you think should happen? I think right now we need to keep him. Bellerin goes on a dry spell and Ozil keeps mucking up, then we can sell them and get rid of Wenger. Okay. But he has been a very loyal manager. He certainly has. He certainly has. Okay, well, Lev, it's been uh, it's been a pleasure to talk to you. 
Um, stay stay an Arsenal fan for as long as you can. It's uh, it's fun sometimes. I promise. Bye bye. Bye. He doesn't really uh, sound convinced that it's fun, but it is sometimes. Do we have uh, Do we have Nicholas? Yes. Hi, Nicholas. How are you? Good, yeah. Yeah, I'm good. Where are you calling from? I'm calling from Canada. From Canada. Okay, this is our second call of the night from Canada. Whereabouts? Uh, from Quebec. Quebec. Okay. And uh, what's on your mind this evening? Well, I was talking. To, I was thinking about uh, transfers right now. Transfers. It's only February, man. I know. I'm already <laughs> thinking about replacing some players. Okay. Who who do who do you want to replace? Well, I don't know. I'm thinking about replacements. Uh, well, I've watched Monaco game. And uh, I've seen Mbappe. Oh yeah, yeah. He he does look uh, does look an exciting prospect, doesn't he? Yeah, really. I'm, I'm seeing Thierry Henry uh, right in his eyes. <laughs> there is something about uh, the way that he moves and the way that he plays the game. Uh, did you watch the the game against Manchester City? Yeah, that's the game. That's the game that I watch. Okay, and and that bit where he he ran past Otamendi and then cut back inside Otamendi and left Otamendi flat on his arse yeah. was was very Thierry Henry, wasn't it? Yeah, that was unbelievable. Uh, I've seen that right there. Yeah, so you would you would advocate uh, going all in for for Mbappe, Kylian Mbappe in the in the summer. Yeah. He's the he's the main target, is he? Yeah, I would see maybe him or uh, Dembele. Moussa Dembele. The guy at Celtic. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, that's my two, uh, two players that I wanted this summer. Okay. So if, if, you, uh, if you had to get rid of somebody to sign one of those players, I mean, could you, let's say, let's say they came to you tomorrow and said, okay, Nicholas in Canada, you can have Kylian Mbappe, but you've got to lose Alexis Sanchez. Would, would you do it? Ah, ah, that's hard. That's hard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know because uh, the last game uh, I seen that he's like uh, starting to lose his mind a bit. Uh, Alexis or or Mbappe? Oh, Alexis. Yeah, I think he has lost his mind. He posted something yeah. on Instagram this morning. I don't know if you saw it or this afternoon with a big storm in England. He posted a picture of himself halfway up a tree, like he's climbing. <laughs> he's climbing trees. And like, really, I didn't see that. No. Yeah, so I, you know, I think he's a, he's he's certainly a character in his own in his own right. That's for sure. Um, but I really love Alexis, but uh, when when the team is playing like that, well, I don't know what we can do with him, and it's probably it's not good for him too. Yeah, maybe he might like a, he might like a change of scenery. Yeah, because uh, I don't want to lose him too. He's he's a special boy. Yeah. He really is. He really is. Okay. Well, listen, Nicholas, uh, yeah. in Canada, thank you for calling in. Um, well, not a problem. Thank you for listening. Not at all. Stay well, and hopefully we'll have a bit of Mbappe uh, yeah. in August. All right, man. Cheers. All right. Cheers, yeah. Bye. Hello. Hey. Hey, guys. Oh, hey. You sound like an alien. Hello. Hello. Hi. Who? Who's this? Hey, hi, man. Hey, it's good. I'm good. How are you? This is Troy. Hey, Troy. Good, thanks. It's, how are you? I'm all right. You sound like you're calling from the other side of the world. I am. I'm calling from Australia. Right. How, how's it going down? It's it's morning there. It is morning. I'm on my way to work. Oh, no. That's terrible. 
Sorry. What do you do? I know, but I'm stuck in a... I'm, I'm stuck in a bucket load of traffic, and I thought well, I might as well do something constructive and give you a call. Oh, very cool. Um, what, what what do you do for a living? I work in transport, so Dad, you're in- thoroughly boring. <laughs> you work in transport, and you're stuck in a traffic jam. Yeah. Right. So, might as well do something constructive. Sure. Talk about Arsenal. All right. So, what what do you want to talk about? <laughs> um, I've sort of I'm I'm an Arsenal fan for a long time. And I know that everyone's on about Wenger in, Wenger out. And look, I'm, you know, Wenger in. But do you think that there's maybe some part of it that's overlooked in that, you know what, he he never says anything about what he's going to do. He's a very reserved person. Do you think that in this day and age that maybe that's something to be respected rather than to come out and say every time something happens to react to it, to just be that calming influence over an entire club rather than be reactionary? Yeah, you know, I think there is a lot to be said for that, particularly in the the world that we live in at the moment where it seems like the crazier you are and the the more, uh, the louder you are, the more people pay attention to you. And I think that that does get lost a little bit, you know, and I think as well that perhaps... um, if you step back and look at things objectively, they're not as bad as some people are saying. They're just not uh, as good as people would like or as people feel like they should be, uh, if that makes sense, you know? And I do, uh, you know, and I, whatever, I think, you know, I think there are, um, there are obviously people out there who are very loud and uh, some people who are abusive. I think there are the vast majority of uh, Arsenal fans, one way or the other, will think that Arsene Wenger is an amazing person to listen to and an amazing character and an, uh, an amazing man and a really intelligent man as well um, and I love listening to him about not just Arsenal but pretty much everything Yeah, same here, I think he's he's very underrated and I think you know, for what he's done for the club and for what the club's about and I think a lot of what gets lost in this day and age is the reason that I love the club is because it's not about win at all costs and Wenger's not that sort of person, he came to the club because the club wants to win titles, but they want to win it the right way. They don't want to just go and spend, you know, an obscene amount of money, mm. you know, on players just to win. They don't want to be a man city. And I don't say everyone, everyone's different, obviously, but they don't want to buy a title. They want to do it the right way, you know, by building it. And I think that's something to be respected. That's why I love the club, because in this day and age, you don't get that anymore. Yep, it's true. And, you know, I look, I think there's a balance to be found between that. You know, when you say win at all costs, it doesn't necessarily mean how much money you spend. You know, we could be a bit we could be a bit more cynical. Um, That could be a bit more win at all costs. You know, when we're on the pitch, we could be just a bit nastier at times and a bit less um, easily pushed around. So that that could feed into that. But I do know I do know what you mean. I know a lot of people respect that about Arsene Wenger and the way that he operates that, you know, he, he would never endanger the long term future of the club by by mortgaging everything on players. I, I know what you mean. Yeah, I just think, you know, that's that's the thing that, you know, I, I think that's to be respected. I, I love him, I love the club, but I think that, you know, it's one of those things that's peculiar, or not peculiar, but probably, you know, unique to our club, is that we don't talk. Like, you know, during transfer windows, we don't talk about what we're doing until it's done. We don't, you know, advertise what's going on within the club. And, yeah, I agree with the players on the field. Show a bit more passion, like the teams from, like, you know, the late 90s, nearly 2000s. Just 
give that bit of fire, and that's what will get the fans back, just to see it. I mean, obviously, no one, they don't go out there to lose. They want to win. Everyone wants to win. But I think, you know, just that, and from the players' perspective, is what they, the fans need to see. Sure, sure. But I think, you know, I, I would just love for him, I'd love for him to stay another couple of years and transition the club properly. All right, Troy, listen, uh, I'm going to move on and take one final yep. call here, I think. Uh, great to talk to you. I hope you have a good day at work out there and uh, stay, stay cool. I believe it's quite warm over there. It is. Thanks for taking my call, mate. Love the podcast. It's brilliant. Thanks a million. Cheers. Bye. Hello. We've got time for one, almost one last one. Very quick one. Who, who's this? Eddie. Eddie, how are you? Um, hi, how are you doing? I'm okay. Where are you calling from? I'm calling you from Dunfermline in Scotland. Okay. How is it up there? A bit windy? No, not as windy, actually. Um, okay. We had a bit of snow in the morning. Uh, not didn't have much as wind, much wind. Okay. So what's what's on your mind this evening? We're just coming towards the end of the show, so I'm going to try and keep it a little bit quick. So tell me what's going on. Well, other than enjoying the early being sent off right now, uh, the other bit I had on mind is around this whole thing with us and Benga and um, uh, uh, thinking of succession planning. Uh, I've been thinking that it could probably be an option for for the benefit of the club if, for argument's sake, uh, the club decided that they're going to change the structure. But we know that these things take a lot of time. And given the importance that uh, Wenger has, uh, or the importance of Wenger to the club, if he were to stay on maybe for a year, um, well, it's knowing that after that year, uh, he, he's, 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 he's going to leave. I, I was just wondering what your thoughts are around that. I think, you know, that there is a little, uh, a fair bit of sense to that, to be honest, you know, that, that maybe he is a guy who could stay to help put those structures in place. I think what happens, mm-hmm. though, if a manager uh, announces that he's going to leave before he's going to leave, uh, like mm-hmm. Alex Ferguson did, he always said that that was a mistake, that if you go into a season where everybody knows it's his last season, it could go two ways, right? One, the players are mm-hmm. like, it's his last season, let's work extra hard, to give him the 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 send off that he deserves, or it goes the other way where the players aren't necessarily he doesn't have the authority that he should have because yeah. the players are going, you know, you're gone, you're gone in the summer. There's a new guy coming in. We we don't necessarily know who it is, so yeah. you know we're not we're not going to listen to you. So it 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 could be a little bit difficult in that regard. But if he does stay. If it's a case that he signs a new two-year deal, I would hope that in that time, that part of the part of the mandate that he has within those two years is to help put yeah. those structures in place, to yeah, to yeah. to appoint that sporting director or a director of football, and to maybe overhaul some of the uh, the things at board level that he could have an input into those things. I think that would yeah. be a helpful thing if it's a case that he was to stay. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it is. It is a difficult one, isn't it? Because yeah. I mean, he he's twenty years at the club, and for him to just go away like that, then the impact would be seismic. And mm. um, he stays, you know, the, the the atmosphere is rotten, and everyone is unhappy. It's just uh, a very very tricky one. It um, is. But 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 I'm hoping at the end of the day, you know, there will be something that will benefit, you know, both the club and and, and in the long term, us in Zimbabwe, you know. Um, 
given the, the amount of you know effort he's put in the club sure. and where, where, where he's you know, where he's put us as, as Arsenal Football Club. All right, man. Well, listen, um, I'm going to leave it there. Um, thank you very much indeed for calling in. Uh, Cheers, appreciate thanks very it. much. Cheers, bye. All right, uh, final one of the evening. Uh, we have we have Johnny. Good evening. Good evening, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? I'm good. Where, where are you calling me from? Um, I'm calling from New York. New York. Yeah, That's a good, quite nice. Yeah, it's a good place, actually. Quite tall, big buildings. Uh, yeah, a bit sunny. Basically like, like most of the UK at the moment. Yeah. Exactly, and like Ireland as well. It's just Ireland is the same, except smaller and colder and wetter. Yeah, uh, you've got like. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's enough uh, weather small talk. I think we've exhausted that that route there. Sure, I would. I would turn video off there because it uh, affects your sound. Does it? Yeah. Let me. Let me. I thought you'd want to see my face. That was the only. No, I mean it's. I've seen it now. It's lovely and everything, but you know. There you go. It's a vision imprinted on my mind for the rest <laughs> of my life. How about that? Can't can't do better than that. Can't do better. You can't. So what's what, uh, this? Is, you're the final call of the evening. We've had people from all over the world: Australia, Nigeria, Canada, the States, England, everywhere, uh, Sweden. So yeah. So what 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 do you want to talk about? Well, I mean, not wanting to preempt what you've had uh, on the show, but I thought it would uh, be quite appropriate given uh, recent events to, to uh, in a potentially futile way, appeal for a bit more nuance in uh, the way people discuss Arsenal and football in general and uh, probably point out that everything doesn't have to be binary. You know, every performance doesn't have to be good or bad or great or amazing or terrible. Mm. And you don't have to choose between um, wanting the club to do well and wanting certain individuals to do well, or you know, even right through to like, like we've created these false the the need for the need for things to talk about, especially through social media, where we create situations that literally can only divide fans and. Whilst I think there are some general issues, genuine issues at the club that people should discuss, like things, we've got this situation now where everything becomes a talking point and, a, and an issue for fans to fall out over uh, because yeah. because of people's desire to be controversial and have an opinion that uh, gets them attention online. Well, yeah, I mean, there is an element of that. Um, I mean, is there not, uh, as well, playing devil's advocate, the the media climate in general means that every single thing that happens is now a story. So, uh, you know, the, the, there are multitudes of things that happen around a football game, a performance, etc., etc. But because of the desire or the need in, uh, from the media, not just not just fans when they talk online, but the media feeds into this as well. And, you know, uh, Arse Blog and other blogs and, uh, you know, video channels and all those kind of things, um, that you can't escape a single thing that happens in the game these days. So no matter how hard you try to be nuanced, and I think you you, you know that here on Arse Blog, we, we try and do that as, as much as possible. You know, there is, it's hard not to, it's hard to escape it. Yeah, I mean, I think I think there's a couple of points, right? I think it's very. I agree with what you've said. I think we also have a responsibility as mature people in a 
reasonably civilized world, not just to jump on everything without thinking. And um, it's probably all too easy for people to rise to things when it's put out there to get your attention or to intentionally stir up uh, conflict. And I think the second part of it is there are just so many ridiculous things now where you know, even like the Wilshire Ramsey thing, it's just so stupid. It's fun and it was funny for a bit, but like there are just so many issues now where Arsenal fans are genuinely falling out over the, the most irrelevant things and just looking for arguments where there shouldn't be any. And I think people have forgotten. I just think it takes the enjoyment out of football. Everything becomes about the story and what's going on around the game rather than just enjoying the mm. game. And do, do you feel like there are people who are like trying in a way to to start those kind of conflicts between fans to to gain status for example to to say look I, i'm a i'm a better fan than you are because i think this or you're an idiot because because you think that um yeah, i think that's yeah so I, I mean obviously you've got like your talk sports who like that's how they get their hits that's how they literally make their money yeah and i don't think we can realistically expect that to go away because it works for them but I think we can be sensible and call it out when we see it. And then I think the other angle is, um, yeah, there will be people who take a certain line where it's quite hard to disagree. But what happens is because of the way the internet works and the way technology works is you, people aren't online the whole time, which means you can selectively pop up whenever whatever argument you've decided to take is proven. Yeah. You know, every game doesn't prove a certain... Every game we lose doesn't prove the Wenger should go every game we win doesn't prove that he should stay and I think um, there are, you know it's quite easy the, the way we consume our news and, and discuss football it's quite easy to uh, go go into a take a position on something and just selectively only engage when your view is being supported even though you, you basically arbitrarily chosen that view yeah I mean what you're basically saying is that we should use reason intelligence common sense manners and dignity on the internet i feel like that's quite groundbreaking i, didn't, I know i didn't realize i was uh, going <laughs> far with it it's a revolutionary concept i feel like it probably should have been trialed before now yeah i mean <laughs> i don't know what it is maybe it is maybe maybe people should just think a little bit but that's dangerous because it leads to other it leads to other things yeah, that off the back yeah of it. true I, I try not to think quite a lot you know i find if i you know think about stuff it, it, it does my head in but you know i think you're right you know there is a need to move away as much as possible from from the really knee-jerk stuff and of course football is is exciting and it, it 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 creates passion within people but one of the things that i've always said is that you can feel very strongly about something and not be an absolute cunt when you make your point about it <laughs> yeah i mean it's 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 difficult to put it in a more articulate way than you just did all right but um i i think yeah i think that's one of the things where especially in the last few months, but it's normally, uh, and yeah, like it's a similar point every season, but it becomes genuinely difficult just to enjoy football. And like, it's, it's, it's hard to admit, but football isn't actually that important in the grand scheme of, of the world, right? It's, it's a hobby. It's something we all choose to enjoy and mm. because we all like it. And it feels wrong, therefore, that it's something that could be so corrosive. And it's even worse that we're the ones making it like that. Mm. There's no reason why 
um, a football match should like ruin your mood for an entire week, and it does, mm. uh, and it can do. And I think that's partly because you know that when certain things happen, you just get this tide of it's boring and it's nauseating, the fallout every time something goes wrong with the club. And it's never proportionate to what's happened. And like, it's often rooted in something genuine, but it's, I don't know, I'm finding it really difficult this season to explain to people why I like football. (laughs) You go in to work, say on a Monday, around a load of people who, some like football, some don't. But you know, it's it's really hard to explain why why your hobby makes you pissed off the whole time. Yeah. It was great. It was great. We lost and like everyone started fighting with each other. That's what football's all about. <laughs> it is. A, it is a bit like that. But uh, Johnny, listen, we, we better leave it there. Um, stay well in New York. Yeah, I'm trying. There's, there's too much food and, and sun. It's really difficult. Oh, well, listen, uh, my heart is bleeding for you right here. I really appreciate it. Thank you. And thanks for having me on. So there you go. That is the podcast. That is the Arsecast for this week. Something a little bit different. We've never done that before. And I think um, before we do it again, we're going to have to work on a couple of technological issues. You know, it's probably a good idea to test things. I believe that's what people do when they come up with ideas. They test them to see if they actually work rather than just come up with the idea at the last minute and go, well, we'll try this and see if it, see if it all works out. But anyway, hope you enjoyed enjoyed it um people from all over the world isn't it mad just the the game is global and arsenal are global and it's amazing to talk to people from uh from all these uh countries who are who are just fans of arsenal and arsenal football club and uh it's great and glad to make contact with all of you and glad to uh spread the arsenal word etc etc so look we're going to leave it there james and i will be here with an arsecast extra on monday God knows what we're going to talk about on that, but uh, no doubt we'll think of something. Have yourselves a great weekend. Come on, Southampton. Make Jose Mourinho sad. Do that for us, please, if you wouldn't mind. Uh, Until the next one, take it easy. Cheers. Bye-bye. Right. Butternut squash and chili soup. It's really easy, right? You get a butternut squash and then you peel all the hard stuff off it. Now, that's a pain in the fucking hole. Never let anyone tell you that peeling a squash is easy. It's not. You should, if you can afford it, hire someone to do it for you. It's such a pain in the fucking hole. But anyway, uh, peel the squash and chop it up into sort of chunky bits, right? Chunks, I think they call them. Get a massive onion or two medium onions. uh, Put them in a pot with some butter and, uh, you know, sort of, uh, you know, uh, do the shit with the onions, you know, as you heat and cook them, cook the onions a little bit. Here's the thing, though. This is the trick. It's not the trick. It's just a trick. Put a little bit of sugar on the onions while you're while you're cooking them in the butter and it gives them this sort of nice caramelly stuff. And then you put in the chunks of butternut squash and you um, stir it around. You get some black pepper, freshly ground black pepper. Put in a good scrunch of that. Now, that's a measurement that exists only in my world. Uh, A scrunch is however much you think you might need. So a scrunch of black pepper, a scrunch 
of uh, sea salt. Again, it's to your own personal taste. Chop up two red chilies. Put them in with the uh, the the onions and the butternut squash and uh, what's the other stuff I've got in there? The salt and pepper and the butter and everything else. We also need to add two medium potatoes. This is important because it can taste a bit squashy if you don't have the potatoes in there. So put in two medium potatoes cut into chunky chunks. Slap that in there. You know, sweat the whole stuff around. You know, let them get a good coating and what have you. If you're feeling really brave, you can throw in some chili flakes. Uh, you could probably throw in maybe just a touch of sriracha if you would like, just to give it that extra bit of kick. Then you add in about a liter of chicken stock. Slap that in there. Cover it up. Let the vegetables get really, really soft. When they're soft, whiz it up till it's like soupy, and then. Important, you need some cream, just like, uh, I don't know, a half of something of cream, like a cup or a whatever, just like a mini pot of cream and put half of it in or all of it in. Maybe you like stuff creamy and uh, then let it cook. I would suggest leaving it overnight because soup is much better when you leave it overnight. Heat it up the next day, put it in a bowl with some crunchy bread and eat the shit out of it. There you go. Diplomatic silence again. This holiday season, treat yourself. Treat yourself to candy. Celebrate the holiday season with the Holiday Crush. They've sprinkled candy with a holiday theme and fun-packed challenges every week for five whole weeks, finishing on January 4th. The more challenges you complete, the better your chances of unwrapping delicious rewards. So, are you ready to crush the holidays? Play the Holiday Crush now. Download it from the App Store, Google Play, or Windows Store for free. Terms and conditions apply.